through Bass Edge is where we go. Welcome to another episode of Bass Edge Radio, brought to you by MegaWare Keelguard. As always, Kurt, MegaWare Keelguard, protect your boat from grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete boat ramps. Be sure to visit them at keelguard.com and tell them Bass Edge Radio sent you. You got it. Hopefully everybody's got their Christmas list filled out or potentially already received all those wonderful gifts for being good girls and boys in 2014. Look, dude, this is a fun time of year. We're ready to rock on to see how you can cure your cabin fever as we talk to Brandon Lester in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Bass Edge Radio, let's rock it. You know the importance of protecting your investments, so why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the Powerful is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, Powerful deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, Powerful won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. Powerful, swift, silent, secure. Visit Powerpole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio. In three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge, everything bass fishing, coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Well, Kurt, it is right around the corner. We have Christmas. Hard to believe. I'm sure you are whittling down your Christmas list. I'm sure of which include a lot of Lucas Oil, O'Reilly Auto Parts, and MegaWare Keelguard products. Yes, sir. You know, I never start shopping until the 23rd. That way, it's all compulsive, and uh, I can just go out there and knock it out and be done. I don't have to think about it the rest well, the, of the year. There, there's a reason why you do that. It's just like bass fishing. You know, we're pressed That's to have right. to break down a body of water in such quick time. So why not just see the store as your body of water, and you've got. <laughs> go in there and figure out how to conquer it. That's exactly right. And I think my wife appreciates it. So uh, it's all good, man. But there's a lot going on this time of year. Of course, you got your last minute shopping. You got Santa coming. And we're getting ready for New Year's, dude. We're getting ready to break out into a whole new year, 2015, on the horizon. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on. What about fishing? Are we fishing this time? Dude, I'm not fishing a whole lot right now. I got to be honest with you. What about you? Yeah, you know, I, I've got to say the same thing with two little girls and like you said between all of the holiday parties and invitations and family commitments and then also you know just the sheer temperature i do see on the horizon there's a couple warm days at least in missouri that's potentially coming and when i say warm that's a relative term hopefully they're going to get up you know into the mid 40s but uh, that's also a very good time of year in my opinion to where at least for us you can still get out there with that jerk bait catch some of those uh, jerk jerk paws fish maybe swim a grub and hook some of those big ones. Yeah, you got it, man. I tell you, I've got a little tournament that I do fish every year that's between Christmas and New Year's. It's become a little tradition down here at Amistad. So I will be taking part of that. Definitely doing the jerk, jerk, pause. 
and probably the pause, very extended, you know, seven, eight, nine seconds waiting for that bite. One thing, probably because my hands are going to be a little chilly, but secondarily because the bass are going to be a little bit sluggish this time of year, but still going to catch a few. I tell you what, we've got uh, Mark Nagus. He's getting ready to jump on the phone with our Marine Tech Minute, brought to you by ProtectTheHarvest.com. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Last episode of 2014, find us with an individual whose vacuum packages his thoughts just to free up some brain space. You guessed it. We've got back Mark Negist, chemist for Lucas Oil Products, and we have him today to answer our Tech Minute presented by ProtectTheHarvest.com. Ben from Albany, Georgia writes, I'm a relatively new Bass Edge listener, but have managed to catch up on all the 2014 episodes. Great information, guys. You've given a lot of feedback. Feedback on fuel treatments, additives, two-cycle marine oil. What about oil and transmission additives? I have a truck I love, but it's got over 250,000 miles on it. Original diesel motor and transmission. Anything I can do to prolong the engine and transmission? Well, if you have an older vehicle like that, especially with 250,000 miles, we do recommend using our heavy-duty oil stabilizer. Heavy-duty oil stabilizer actually improves the compression within your engine and provides film strength between the cylinder wall and piston rings, thereby reducing reducing internal oil loss and also uh, exhaust emissions. Now, if you have a power stroke engine, then we always recommend using our synthetic heavy-duty oil stabilizer, mainly because of the viscosity. We don't want to increase the viscosity of the oil uh, to a great extent. That's the reason why we don't recommend the heavy-duty oil stabilizer in power stroke applications. For transmissions, depending on what transmission system you have, we have an excellent product out there that was actually one of Forrest's first four core products that he created over 25 years ago and that is our Transfix. Transfix is designed to be used in automatic transmission systems as well as manual transmission systems, and it's designed to address large leaks as well as improve performance. Now, if you have a situation where you just want to extend the life of your fluid, we have a relatively new product referred to as an ATF conditioner. The ATF conditioner has many of the same components as in a Dexron 3 Mercon type fluid, but it also does have some mild seal swell agents in it in order to prevent minor leaks. So we do have basically every kind of product out there to address any issues you might have with your oil or your transmission system. Well, good stuff right there. And Mark, actually, I think congratulations have to be in order because you have successfully made it through a whole year with us at Bass Edge. I am sure you've got to be due for a couple step-ups in pay grade or a big fat Christmas bonus or something. But hey, in all seriousness, you've helped us expel myths, increase fuel efficiency and performance, all the while adding longevity and saving us a ton of money. Thanks for all the knowledge, and most importantly, happy holidays. You're listening to Bass Edge Radio. Two fishermen came together with one agenda, to construct bass boats superior in design and build with a flawless finish, with our boats exhilarating handling and smooth ride. 
extreme rough water just doesn't exist. We're not just building a boat. We're building a legend. Legend Boats. I'm professional angler Keith Pochet. You're hanging with Aaron and Kurt on Bass Days Radio. Unbelievable that we're about to begin our final Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight of 2014. We've talked to a lot of anglers with award-winning years, and I have a feeling this angler is on his way to winning in 2015. We welcome BASS Elite Series Pro Brandon Lesser to Bass Edge Radio. Great to have you on the show, Brandon. Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. Well, Brandon, 2015 Bassmaster Classic Qualifier. How does that sound? Man, i got to tell you, you know, you, you hear the term dream come true a lot on the Elite Series, you know, but it really is. It's so much more than that. I mean, I've put my heart and soul into this ever since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, you know, so it really does. It means a lot to me. Well, obviously, you have had a very good season to start your professional career, and when you look back, what would you say was the moment that really stands out and defined your first year on tour? You know, the uh, Bassmaster Classic qualification is certainly huge and that's probably the biggest accomplishment of my career thus far. But the day that really defined my year in my eyes was the second day at Lake Cayuga this year. You know, going into the Cayuga tournament, I was 39th, I think, in AOI standings. After the first day of competition, I was actually 45th in AOI standings. So after going into that second day, if I knew if I didn't go out and catch them and catch them in a big way, then my year's over. There is no AOI tournament for me. There is no Bassmaster Classic for me. You know, I had a lot of pressure on me that day, but I, I went out and put my head down. Luckily, I caught right at 20 pounds of bass and jumped up into the 30s in AOI standings and gave myself the opportunity to go to Escanaba and fish for the Classic qualification. So that second day at Cayuga was definitely the defining moment for me this year. When you look at that second day, is there like a specific fish that led you to such an outstanding performance that day or was it just, you know, kind of your mental state that you felt like, you know what, I'm going to go out there and get it done and, and make it work. How did that day kind of come together for you? I think it was definitely a combination of both. The first day, I was on two different patterns at Cayuga. I was actually skipping a little wacky worm around both docks, and I was also flipping grass. And I knew my bigger fish were going to come flipping grass. And the first day, I caught a limit early, and then I went and skipped docks the rest of the day. And the second day, I told myself, I said, I'm going to flip grass all day long. I know that's how I can catch a big bag of fish. If I can get five fish doing it, I know I can catch a big bag. So that's what I did all day long. It was one of those days where it just started clicking, and everything went right, and I ended up catching several good three, three-and-a-half-pound fish throughout the morning. Then I caught one about five-and-a-half. About 11.30 or so, I knew then. I said, well, I've made it now. That's awesome. It sounds like you uh, swung forth the uh, proverbial fence and, and knocked it out of the park that day. It's always exciting when one of those days comes together. You know, Brandon, recapping a little bit more about 2014, let's talk about the Rookie of the Year race. You know, sure, you finished fifth against, you know, the other anglers in the category, but if many people don't know, there was several anglers in that category that were tour veterans and you finished first amongst the true tour rookies in 2014 how did that stack up you know also with your accomplishments this year oh it definitely uh meant a lot to me you know going into 2014 the rookie of the year race was really something that i was really shooting for and i knew it was going to be a strong strong field of competition and like you said there were several uh flw tour veterans that had switched over to the elite series and bass is 
actually already said that they're going to change the rule on that uh, next year and make it to where it's, you know, true rookies. But after about halfway through the season, I didn't really look at it so much because I was already down the list. But looking back at the end of the year to see that I was the first true rookie, that means a lot to me. Brandon, you know, Bass Edge Nation is made up of obviously a wide array of, of anglers from bank fishermen to, to guys in float tubes, kayaks, to weekend warriors and, and such. And I guess the question that most always want to know, if the Bass Edge listeners are trying to step up their game, and maybe it's into a, a beginning a new tournament series or really stepping up into a different level in their competitive fishing, what can they really take away or learn from your success and how you prepared at this time last year for your first year on the elites? You know, it's funny. I get that question a lot. That's probably the most asked question that I get. I get Facebook messages all the time of, you know, how do I become a better fisherman and work my way toward being a professional? And I always tell people, no matter how old you get, you always have to be a student of the sport. The sport evolves so much. I mean, there's always new lures coming out, new rods, new reels, and you have to stay ahead of the game. You have to stay ahead of your competition. You know, I mean, even at the level I'm at now, yeah, I fish the Bassmaster Elite Series, but I read my Bassmaster magazine every month. I read every Bass Times. I'm constantly on the internet looking for new things coming out. You know, I watch TV shows, and you just have to absorb all of that information and take it and not necessarily try to duplicate what other guys are doing, but use it in a way that helps your fishing. You know, just do what you know how to do and continue to evolve as a fisherman. So are you taking some of this knowledge, Brandon, and kind of putting it on the water in the off-season, or are you just kind of banking it and then looking at what's ahead of you in your schedule to see where potentially you can apply that stuff? A little bit of both. If it happens to be a technique that I think I can use in the in the winter months, you know, in the cold weather months, I'll go out and try it uh, every now and then in the off-season. But most of it I just kind of store it away in my memory bank, and later on, sometime down the line, you know, when I think the conditions are right, I'll pull it out and I'll try it and see if I can uh, use it to better my fishing. Gotcha. When you're looking ahead into 2015, you know, obviously, you off to a great start, you know, as far as your professional career, finished first in the Southern Opens uh, in 13, jumping in the Elite Series, you, you qualify for the Classic. How is it you're going to step up your game moving into 2015? Uh, you know, looking back over the year, there was a lot of things that I did right, but I feel like this year's season, this year's schedule really fit my style of fishing. We fished a lot of shallow water fisheries. If you look at my results this year, my worst finish was the Lake Chickamauga Tournament. And you would think that would have been one of my best finishes because it's an hour and a half from my house. And I have some prior knowledge of that body of water. But that was definitely an offshore ledge tournament. I knew it would be. And I knew it would be worn that way. But come to find out, a lot of the guys caught them shallow there. So I went into that tournament with too much of a closed mind. And I found myself doing that several times this year. I think I need to continue to be more open-minded and just let the fish tell me what I need to do. You know, that seems to be when I have my best tournaments. And I definitely need to work on my offshore game a little bit. There are a lot of good versatile anglers on the Elite Series and I consider myself to be a pretty versatile guy. But uh, there's always one thing, like you take Aaron Martins, for instance. He's good at a lot of things, but he's the best finesse fisherman on tour. You know, you take Greg Hackney, he's good at a lot of things, but he is the best 
flipper and pitcher, arguably, on the Elite Series. So uh, I think I just need to stick to my roots, do what I do, and uh, be more open-minded. Well, it is time for a quick break. Brandon, if we can get you to hold the line. And everybody else, stay tuned as Bass Edge Radio, presented by MegaWare Keelguard, will return with Brandon Lester right after the break. The next time you need auto parts and accessories, trust O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our professional parts people know what it takes to get the job done right. Professional technicians have counted on O'Reilly Auto Parts for decades. It's all part of our service commitment to you and what sets us apart. Come see for yourself at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight returns with BASS Elite Angler Brandon Lester. Lucas Oil High Performance Marine Products, from real oils to two-cycle outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturer's requirements, visit lucasoil.com. It works. Hey, Brandon, you partnered with Mudhole Custom Tackle this past year. I think this will be really interesting for bass edgers that are kind of beginning to get the cabin fever. As we said here this morning, you know, it's 14 degrees at my house. But uh, what is it that they provide to consumers and kind of elaborate a little bit concerning Mudhole Custom Tackle? Yeah, you know, Mudhole Custom Tackle, is they've just been awesome to work with up to this point. I look forward to many years to come with those guys, but they are actually the largest do-it-yourself rod building and tackle crafting company in the world. I mean, we've got knocking on the door of 50,000 SKUs in our warehouse. The majority of our business comes from the rod building side of things. I mean, we've got rod blanks and the equipment to build a rod all the way from bass fishing to carp fishing to trout fishing to crappie fishing, ice fishing. We've got blanks for everything from bluegill to blue marlin, as one of the guys puts it. But uh, we've also got a lot of tackle crafting equipment like spinnerbait blades, spinnerbait wires, spinnerbait heads, you know, all the stuff to put together, jigs, crankbaits, crankbait paint. We've really got something for everybody. Brandon, are you spending your time right now in the winter months, you know, kind of whittling around with some of those things? Do you like to make some new contraptions as far as new lures and stuff it sounds pretty cool i mean i've been into the assembly things a little bit you know as far as maybe putting some buzz baits together and stuff but how detailed can you get as far as what you can do with lures as far as assembly and putting them together things from mud hole you can get as basic as you want to or you can get into a business you can start a business if you want to i mean as far as me personally you know i build all my own rods i do build some rods obviously during the off season when we actually you know have some time to do it and uh i'm actually trying to get hooked up to where i can start making my own jigs i already make a lot of my own skirts and i want to start making some of my own heads and start hand tying some skirts and stuff like that but yeah it's definitely fun to play around with that kind of stuff and you know it can always give you an edge because you can come up with some awesome colors and stuff that nobody else has which definitely gives you an advantage well that customization obviously as we all know you walk into any tackle shop and it seems like the aisles are just laden with with choices that can sometimes be overwhelming. But we also know that those little uh, advantages or, or maybe those little changes or things that you can do personally that maybe in a production line or an assembly process, you know, can't be done into the, whether it be the colors or the hook choices or the eyes or those type of things, you know, certainly that pays huge dividends. Oh, absolutely it does. You know, sometimes just a slight little change, like putting a copper blade on a spinnerbait or putting a different size blade on a spinnerbait or putting a little bit of chartreuse paint on a crane 
crankbait or something, sometimes that can make a huge difference. It's the little things in fishing a lot of times that can equal up to success. Well, I know you're into the rod building and the custom rods like you speak of. Can you explain in detail how it works if someone was interested in, in getting into this, you know, for their own personal use and just kind of creating their own arsenal of rods or even if, you know, kind of taking it to the next level, let's say that they, you know, actually wanted to market some of these to their buddies or to their club or even online or to mass markets. Right. Well, basically the way you build a fishing rod, and this is just a complete crash course, but the way you build it, you start with a blank, you build the handle first, and then you put it on your rod building vise. You set your guides on the rod where you want them. You get your guide placement right, and then you wrap thread around your guides, and then you put a, come back and put a two-part epoxy around the thread, and that holds them in place. After all that dries, you, you end up with a finished rod. But the best way to get started for somebody that doesn't know is either one of two ways. Either go on to, to Mudhole's website at mudhole.com and look at our rod building kits. We actually sell rod building kits. It comes with everything you need to build your own fishing rod. Uh, it comes with a Rod Building 101 DVD. Uh, we've actually got lots of great instructional videos out there on YouTube as well. And then, like you said, you can start at the very basic level or you can take it as far as you want to. So, you know, look at the website, get one of those kits, and learn how to do it yourself. Or Mudhole actually offers uh, rod building classes all around the country, and you can sign up for one of those rod building classes. It's a one-day class. You actually build your own custom fishing rod in that class. You learn everything you need to know about it. Huh, that's pretty awesome. So when you're sitting at home, you know, it's wintertime. From start to finish, how long does it take to build one rod? I actually probably have about two hours of actual hands-on work time in a rod, but it takes longer than that for all the epoxy and all that to actually dry. So from start to finish, you, you're probably looking at around roughly eight to ten hours for everything drying and, and all that. But actual me standing there, work time probably around two hours. That's not bad at all. I figured it'd take a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can handle a few hours. What about cost? You know, let's let's take it to the next level. You know, obviously there's lots of brands of rods on the market today. You can buy a rod, you know, a good bass rod anywhere from the $80, $90 range. And then, of course, if you want the creme de la creme, you, you know, you're looking at four, five, even up to $600 for a rod. When I'm going out, if I'm interested in, in buying some components, putting a couple hours into building a rod, where's my cost base? Is it in the blank? Explain that a little bit more for us. It's just like with the factory built rods. You can spend as much or as little as you want to. I mean, we've got kits. Uh, I was looking at one kit last night. It's like a $90 kit. comes with everything you need to build the rod. And we've got kits all the way up into the... See, I, I fish the MHX line of rods, which is... Mudhole actually owns the MHX brand of blanks. So uh, we've got the regular series, the MHX regular series of blanks. We've got the high mod blanks, and then we've got some other blanks in the works that are even going to be another series. So, you know, obviously the high mods are going to be a little bit more expensive. You know, you're you're looking at around 80 or 90 bucks to start out if you want to build a good basic bass fishing rod, but you can go all the way up into 2 or 300 dollars if you want to start dolling it up and putting some really cool designs on it and, you know, different kind of guides, but that's the good thing about rod customization. You can do whatever you want to with it. Whatever you can imagine, you can do it to that rod. And Brandon, quickly, what is the difference in the blanks if I'm setting out here and you get what you pay for if I'm of that philosophy, then there has to be some sort of difference 
in the blanks. It's really just a different graphite as far as my knowledge goes on that. To really get into that, we'd have to call Todd from Mudhole, and he could tell us all about that because he's the one that designs the blanks. But from my knowledge, it's a different kind of graphite, a more high-quality graphite. That's where you get the lighter weight blanks and the durability and all that. It has to be a really good quality graphite. Gotcha. That makes sense. I tell you, I'd love to start building my own rods. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, I never thought a whole lot about it, Brandon, until I saw your stuff running around on tour this year and I thought man that'd be cool to have you know like I could do my own dove series what do you think Aaron the Kurt Dove signature (laughs) series man there we go there you go man that's it it, that'd be it'll it'll work let's check up on some fishing real quick You're, you're in south central Tennessee right Brandon I am, yes. So uh, fishing over there in your part of the country, if you're heading out tomorrow, you know, it's mid-December, um, you're heading out tomorrow morning to try and catch Mrs. Claus, <laughs> right? How are you going <laughs> to try and catch her, and what techniques do you believe should work best for you? Um, I'm probably going to use two predominant techniques at this time of year. You know, mid-December in Tennessee usually means the water temperature is in the low 50s, low to mid-50s. I judge my day based upon weather conditions this time of year. If you have a bright sunny day, high pressure day, I'm going to go out and I'm probably just going to flip a jig all day long. I like a three-eighths to a half-ounce jig. You don't want a real fast fall. You want a slow fall. Fish are moving pretty slow and I'm just going to flip that jig around docks, woods, stumps, bluffs, anything I can find. Or if it's a cloudy, windy day, low pressure system coming through and I feel like the fish are really going to be feeding that day, I'm going to throw some kind of a little small crankbait, something like a Rapala DT4, DT6, something like that. That. Something I can make long casts with, cover a lot of water. That's a really good technique this time of year. That's awesome. I, I think it's real cool if you know to listen to what you say. And, and earlier you talked about being a shallow water guy, and boom, you know, middle of winter, what are you doing? You're going up there and fishing kind of shallow. Not to say you won't catch a few in 10 or 15 feet with that jig, but it sounds like you're still going to focus a little bit more on that zero to 10 foot range. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it it has to get really, really cold in Tennessee for fish to not live shallow, and even then. There's always some fish shallow, always. Very good. Hey, let's continue right into the O'Reilly Auto Parts, the professional parts people listener question segment. Today's $100 gift card winner is Zach from Murray, Kentucky. Brandon, Zach poses this question to you. I'm a high school angler, and I'm going to start fishing BFLs as a co-angler. I want to know from the pros how to get the fish to eat the lure. Many times, especially late summer or fall, I can't get bites on worms, jigs, and creature baits. So... How, if there's a way, do I get this fish in the boat? My advice would be if you're using a jig, I notice on the market today, they actually come with too stiff of a weed guard, in my opinion. I actually take and I fan my weed guard out, and I'll actually cut several strands of it out. I mean, if I'm throwing an an offshore football jig and I'm just dragging it along gravel or or small rock or sand or, uh, or shell or something like that, I'll actually trim that weed guard down to where I only have eight or nine strands on there. You know, I don't want a lot of resistance. But make sure your weed guard is not too stiff because that can definitely hinder you from hooking bass a lot of times. And as far as creature baits go, make sure you're using the right hook. And on worms and stuff, like the big 10-inch worms and stuff, make sure you're using a big 5-aught or 6-aught hook. On the big fat body creature baits, make sure you're using an extra wide gap hook. That way, when that bait balls up in the fish's mouth, you've still got plenty of gap there to hook that fish. So just make sure your setup's right, and I think that'll increase your success rate a lot. Well, that is good stuff right there. And Zach, 
congratulations for having your question chosen. Send us an email letting us know you heard it answered right here on Bass Edge Radio, and we'll send out your $100 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card. Bass Edge listeners, continue to send in those questions. We're constantly enjoying your feedback about the show and getting your questions answered here by the pros on Bass Edge Radio. Always send your questions and comments to a VR email address, support at BassEdge.com, or through our Facebook page and Twitter handle at Bass Edge. Be sure to include your name and hometown. Well, Brandon, it's been a true delight having you on the show today and really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on Bass Edge Radio. Any uh, closing thoughts or advice to our listeners that you want to leave us with? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on again. I've certainly enjoyed it. You know, watch for us going into the 2015 Elite Series. I'm, I'm looking forward to having another great year. Looking forward to kicking it off with the Bassmaster Classic. Keep up with us on Facebook, Pro Angler Brandon Lester. I'm also on Twitter at Lester Fishing. Certainly thank you all for the support. I certainly appreciate it. Brandon, thanks again for being here. Good luck next year on the circuit. We'll be looking for big things. Bass Edge Radio will be back after this message. Now you can order Bass Edge Season 3 on DVD. Own the best resource for tips and techniques in bass fishing as host Aaron Martin tackles lakes across the country with the industry's top pro anglers, including Denny Brower, Boyd Duckett, Randy Howell, and Dave Wolak. This two-disc set includes all 13 episodes. That's over 10 hours of Bass Edge, including interviews, bloopers, and highlights, all for just $19.95. Order online at BassEdge.com. And be sure to check out previously released DVDs like Bass Edge Seasons 1 and 2 and Electronics 101. Bass Edge, Season 3, now on DVD at BassEdge.com. Aaron, what a pleasant surprise Mr. Lester was. Dude, that was a great interview. Lots of awesome knowledge. Not like we didn't think so, but man, I'm really intrigued with the uh, custom rod building. You know, kind of alluded to it in the interview. How about the Dove series, dude? You think that's going anywhere? Oh, I think it'll fly. <laughs> Damn right it will. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I'd be really interested to look at some of those kits. It sounds like, you know, one of the easiest ways to get started is maybe just hook up one of those kits. I'm sure you need some equipment, you know, to get to everything thing to dry evenly across the board on the rod and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I know a few custom rod builders and uh, they make great product. It seems like they're a little bit cheaper than, you know, a standard rod that you'd go out to uh, Bass Pro shops or, or Tackle Warehouse or wherever else that, you, you know, you like to buy your products. And you can make just as good a rod. It may be a, a little less cost by putting your own time into it. Well, for sure. And, you know, I think the other thing to think about, Kurt, it's like even on the jigs and, and some of the lures that I've done and made personally for myself. It's just hard to explain. When you put the time and the effort and the energy, you know, like you said, you brought up a good way to combat cabin fever. But also then when you're able to actually use that in something that we're all so passionate about and it works and it works well, it's not only rewarding from that standpoint that we created it with our own hands, but also just from the standpoint of a confidence builder. You know how that was constructed. You know what went into it. And sometimes you don't have to worry about, okay, is the guy going to break or 
or is my rod going to work properly same way with the lures you know that basically if you poured the jig head or what hook you used you know exactly what the results that it's going to produce yeah or maybe why you might need to adjust it a little bit based on a different condition i remember you know i used to put some buzz baits together and when i first went out and bought them you know umpteen years ago when i was a teenager i didn't know that there was left hand turning blades and right hand turning blades and all of a sudden you start to get into that understand a little bit more about the components and what makes a, a buzz bait in this instance effective and then if you had any problems on the water or if i wanted to tweak the blades a little bit you know i felt a lot more comfortable playing with it instead of just cutting it off and throwing the bottom of the boat and saying well you know that one's didn't work you know i have to go buy another one next week you know so it it just increases your knowledge base and really gets you more in tune with the products that you're using on the water to catch fish no question and i think that's very important as far as the science that goes into all of that and ultimately just makes you a better angler kurt want to thank all of our listeners all of bass edge nation this is the last episode hard to believe last recording of 2014 episode number 198 is now officially in the books happy holidays everybody from all of us here at bass edge for kurt dove i am aaron martin we'll see you in 2015 so long everybody You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything other than the toughest keel protector for your boat? Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our patented technology. KeelGuard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the most dependable, most trusted keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. KeelGuard keel protectors. The Edge is presented by KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Legend Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Lucas Oil Products, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.